Hello, and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast. I'm Josiah. And I'm Jessica. We were missionaries for seven years. Until we stepped back in 2019 to seek health and re-examine our beliefs. Right now, I am a Christian, but not an evangelical. And I'm an agnostic. And we are deconstructing. And reconstructing. Together. together. Listen to some of our key episodes, such as... Deconstructing Together. Domestic Abuse, I Am a Survivor. The Cult of ATI, Part 1 and 2 and dehumanized by purity culture. Join us on our journey as we seek health together. together. So today, you had an interesting thought topic that's been in your mind for a while. It has been on my mind. So this whole, um, there's a certain attitude that we have in fundamentalism that is very black and white thinking. And it's very much like we find the right path and we lead other people to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and uh one thing i'm noticing is that in the deconstruction deconstructing community of people that are questioning their beliefs or walking away from their beliefs um and trying to make sense of all that they've um of all that they've believed is that there's a tendency to keep that attitude Mm-hmm. And to transfer it to something else. So, like, to keep that black and white, um, I have the right way and must convert others, to other things. So, it can go to environmentalism. And it's like, everybody has to do their part and we're going to be the best activist ever. And there's nothing wrong, per se, with it. But it becomes such a judgment on those who don't do the exact same. Mm-hmm. Or to have the... Um, becoming an atheist can become an atheist and becoming so pushy that like all religion is so wrong you must become an atheist like you're stupid and ridiculous if you believe in anything other than atheism like that i find like that's the fundamental black and white attitude Mm -hmm. that hasn't been worked through Mm -hmm. from the days of fundamentalism of being in that mindset and i just find that really interesting and i had a run-in on a a ex-evangelical group and and it was that same thing like i i was trying to have this discussion of in the the grays you know like of this Mm -hmm. topic and they're like no absolutely not it like this just completely shut me down and i tried to understand why they would because like it didn't make me sense and they're like i've warned you several times that i'm gonna kick you out the group if you don't agree to this and i'm like wow like it just threw me back exactly to how i felt often in the church where it's like this is what you have to believe and if you want to be accepted or if you want to be in it this is what you believe and it's black and white and you can't you can't discuss it you can't question it mm-hmm. um i was just trying to question it with like you know me like a pretty good attitude like pretty yeah. good flexibility but any of the answers to it was the same over and over and over could go nowhere in the discussion mm-hmm. and that just like it kind of bugged me because it felt very much like agree with us believe like us <laughs> <laughs> in our non-church way or you're out Mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, I mean, I've seen that in one of my siblings who's like left religion as soon as he could and yet kept that that mindset 
didn't deconstruct, didn't heal through that mindset of black and white, perfect front. Mm -hmm. Like we show the perfect front to be the perfect example, but behind the scenes, so many issues. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't know what you have to say about that. Well, yeah, it seems like, um, like I definitely relate to that. Like when I was doing a lot of apologetics, I would definitely notice, um, and this came up a little bit when I was talking with Lee, but I didn't want to get too into it. But what I appreciate about Lee, we have a podcast a little while ago, and Lee is an atheist, but he's an atheist that's kind of worked through his angry stage to yeah. now he calls himself a humanist. And you have some atheists that they don't actually know what they believe. And that becomes pretty apparent when you're talking to them. It's like they don't have any positive beliefs. They it's just, a reaction. It's a reaction. Yeah. It's a complete reaction. And it's like a phase. And then you, you also, well, we're starting to, as we get more and more kind of ex-evangelical friends, like there's some people like they haven't figured out what they actually believe. They just know what they don't believe. And they're very angry about it. Um, well, it kind of fit in that. Yeah, in I guess. Ways. I guess what, what I'm trying to say, though, is like it's fine to be like that like it's fine that it's a phase but when people get really pushy about it yeah and when people yeah. and and you expect to um well this makes me think of an experience i had years ago but you expect that when you're having this experience of stepping out of evangelicalism and you're with other people that are also stepping out of evangelicalism everybody will give each other space to figure out what they get what they're going to believe yeah and when somebody comes along and starts policing beliefs, it's like, well, hold on a second. This is why I left. <laughs> this is why I left. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me of um, way back in 2008 when I was kind of deconstructing the first time around. Um, or we were, It was the emergent church back then. Uh, and I was listening to a podcast uh, by Brian McLaren. And he said something like this. And it was kind of like, if you don't agree with me on this point, then you're not emergent. And I had the same reaction. I was like, well, who are you to say that I'm emergent or that I'm not? Or like, who appointed you the head yeah. of this thing? You yeah. Know? Like, it was just like, that's weird. Yeah. And that was part of me going back to the church, actually. I was like, well, at least here it kind of makes sense. You know, who's in charge over there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that same attitude that I have been seeing as I spend more time in this evangelical type community. It's like there can be such that attitude and... I just mm -hmm. think it's important to highlight that and bring it out. Like I, I have issues with the church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have issues with evangelicalism and I get pretty angry sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I hope I can, I, I accept that it's not going to be perfect. My journey mm -hmm. through deconstruction and I'm not expecting it to be perfect. It's messy. Yeah. And I'm allowed to be angry because yeah. it hurt. Mm -hmm. And it affected me, and I am angry. But I don't want to be like, now I have all the answers. Mm -hmm. um, do I feel like I found something better? Yes, I do. But I can also see how, for some people, religion can be what helps them make it through life. Mm -hmm. um, but it shouldn't be pushy <laughs> on yeah. others. You know, like, I can, I can accept that. Um, I think especially in previous generation where there was less resources for counseling and for healing and working through traumas, I think religion kind of became that mm -hmm. band-aid and helped some people. So I acknowledge that. Um, but I just, 
I guess I want to be careful not to carry that judgmental fundamentalism, fundamentalist mm. attitude yeah. uh, into anything else, whether it's environmentalism or whether it's hippiness or whether it's atheism oh. or whether it's like, like anything. It can go in, in like, this is how we must eat. This is like yeah. any, <laughs> anything. Anything yes. in life can carry this attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, is there space to like respect each other's beliefs, even though we can challenge each other's beliefs without that black and white and must be converted to my way of thinking? <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking about like how do you be angry without being pushy? Because anger is normal. Yeah. And I think it's legitimate when you especially when you feel as though you've been duped for a long time or you've given something to something that wasn't worthwhile, you do have a a legitimate grounds to say, hey, that wasn't right and and to voice your opinion. But then when other people say, well, it's working for me, you know, how do we give people space? Yeah. I think what you were saying about the anger and like the cost that it has been, you know, like for us, like, We've been kind of angry at the years we spent in Bible school, seminary, mm-hmm. getting degrees, masters, and all this stuff in something that doesn't help us at all outside the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is grief. Yeah. That anger is masking grief. Yeah, and I true. think a lot of what, a lot of my anger, and, and I'm discovering this through my counseling. <laughs> so mm-hmm. with my therapist kind of mentioning how it's grief and... You know, I'll end up, I'll have weeks where I'm crying every day mm-hmm. or memories that come up and I end up crying. And I realized last week's like those tears, I shouldn't see them as negative and that I'm still stuck in all this trauma. But to see it as when those memories pop up, these flashbacks, that those tears that come are not bad tears. They're tears of grieving and the, those and tears crying can be cleansing Mm -hmm. and another therapist had told me that like that crying is good like crying is a cleansing and it's a way to to release those emotions out of your body Mm -hmm. um and to see that is so helpful um so yeah i think anger is always masking something else and i think in leaving fundamentalism it can always masking something else i think so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> black and white there's not thinking. one single time <laughs> <laughs> okay it's not always <laughs> it's often masking other feelings yeah and i think in this specific journey yeah it's it's grief mm-hmm. a lot of grief i mean i grieve the friends i've lost i yeah. grieve the community that i had mm-hmm. through worldwide christian yeah <laughs> friends or like yeah. connections i i grieve knowing all the answers mm-hmm. <laughs> silly as that sounds like don't you miss that yes <laughs> i miss judging people <laughs> no but i'm serious like i've had this thought often like man it was nice when like you just knew you were doing things the right way and you knew that most of the world was not doing things the right way and I never, like, there was a comfort in that. Like we yeah, were you could on, be at peace, right? Like, I, I have answers to all of life's questions. 
the way that I'm doing my life is correct. Most of the other people are not doing it correct. I'll try and tell them when I get the chance, but I'm only one person. And but any question your kids ask, you have the answer. I have the answer to all the questions. Like, <laughs> man, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> and in my free time, I can spend more time thinking about people that are foolish and don't understand like I do and, and ways to convince them. And I enjoy those thoughts. Yeah, you loved apologetics. I loved apologetics. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just like, wow, life is complicated. It's not And I fun. think that's more authentic. Well, I think it is too. Like to, be, to realize and acknowledge that life is messy. Mm -hmm. And we do the best we can. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I think that's one, like that's definitely something huge last year that I gained from my therapy was to realize that I don't have to be perfect. And mm -hmm. if I respond to someone's criticism, I don't have to get the response perfect. Mm -hmm. It's okay if it's not perfect. You just mm -hmm. have to do the best you can and you accept that you're not perfect because I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. So why does my answer have to be perfect? And then I waste so much time trying to make sure that all my answers are perfect. And it's just, I don't know doesn't have to be perfect <laughs> yeah but I think that that feeling of brokenness and imperfection in the journey is scary which is why well it's it's also uncomfortable like yeah. it, it feels uncomfortable and you know that 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 like it can be emotionally difficult yeah like it can, I mean that's it's hard to be a human right I mean <laughs> when I kind of had that moment of I no longer believe I felt like my entire, I, I imagined a house and my whole foundation was falling apart. Mm -hmm. And it was really rough. Mm -hmm. It's really rough for a while. Um, and that whole foundation is what I had put together from all the beliefs and all I'd been taught to believe and all that I'd accepted as beliefs myself and all that I figured was what I needed to believe. Like mm -hmm. it was my whole foundation. Mm -hmm. so, rocked me <laughs> mm -hmm. was, <laughs> yeah. yeah and why wouldn't you want to avoid that for sure yeah yeah and I think a word that I wrote down as you were talking is externalization you familiar with that no okay so that's a psychology term that um, like you can have a conflict inside of you that you don't know how to deal with and so you project that mm -hmm. onto somebody else or another relationship so you can really hate your nose for example and then you assume that everybody in the room is staring at your nose when nobody else cares about your nose and then it can even get to the point where you get angry at people because they're staring at your nose right and and things can escalate when it's like you get a good and that's maybe a silly example but you know your weight or 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 something like that like you can be you can have a problem inside of you that you can't deal with and you're not even aware of and then you you project it outward yeah and i think like well like you mentioned grief turning into anger and so then you get mad at all these other foolish people that don't yeah have these that don't see what i see and so you're out there yelling at them instead of doing the work of looking inside and saying, man, that I lost something and you grieve, yeah. you know? So that's, yeah. I think one, one reason that people have this fundamentalist attitude, Yeah. you know, 
is there's work that needs to happen in here, but it's easier to yell out there. Yeah. And sometimes that's part of the process of figuring out what's sure. inside. I mean, a while back I got really, really, really worked up about a group of freedom protesters in town against mm-hmm. COVID leg- lockdowns and all these things and completely ignoring all the guidelines. Um, I was so angry. I was angry for days. I was so angry. And it's only after I calmed down from it, which took several days, mm-hmm. that I was able to pinpoint more what it was that made me angry. Mm-hmm. And it was one thing. Like, it mostly... I mean, it was more than one thing. But the main thing was just that they started off with prayer. They used prayer as their excuse. And it wasn't even prayer for protection for our community or for strength for the medical staff or Mm -hmm. that are getting tired after over a year of this. It wasn't even that. It was all spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. So, but it took me days of being angry and even publicly angry on Facebook Mm -hmm. (laughs) to realize what it was. So I do think sometimes that is part of the process. Um, And I did explain that on my Facebook once I figured it out. (laughs) I was like, sorry. (laughs) But, yeah. But it, I mean, that's another non-fundamentalist thing is like admitting when you're, when you did go overboard a little bit. I mean, yeah, you don't have to try and pretend it's all perfect. Well, I think it is also like all the unhealthy things are, how do I say this? They're healthy things taken to an extreme. Yeah. It's a clumsy way of saying it, but like the reason that we externalize is because we can't handle it all. Like there's not room inside of us for all of it. So you externalize yeah. it. And as long as you see the process or, or hopefully, you know, talk it through before you cause any damage, it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. to externalize and to, because it's to know how and when and where. <laughs> yeah. And also like the conflict that's inside of us, due to religion was caused by factors outside of us and and the whole thing continues outside of us so there's there's a reason for that but i i do like the quote that you had read about um or that i think you put on your instagram one time that uh all anger is grief um in disguise or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I forget exactly how it was written, but yeah, when you get angry, ask like, well, what am I sad about? What's really yeah. going on? And it's usually something. Yeah. I, and I do think that that lack of self-reflection is definitely part of fundamentalism. Well then, cause you see like spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Like I, where you can respond to a situation and just use a spiritual quote to explain it away and then you don't have to think about it anymore Mm -hmm. and so it's no longer uncomfortable yeah like something bad's happening it's like i can just trust god with this Mm -hmm. i'll just leave it in his hands he'll take care of it i don't have to worry about it it's like well maybe you're worried about it maybe you should be worried about it because that means you need to do something about it yeah (laughs) not just like let's just trust god for this Mm -hmm. to happen it's like no you know your house is not selling. Maybe it's not just trusting God about it. Maybe you need to lower the price or maybe you need to stage better yeah. or maybe you need a real estate agent or, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's just like, it's putting or the, you hit, like or there's a major catastrophe or something and you say, well, God is on his throne. Yeah. I know the end of the yeah. book. Like, it's like the Bible is not about the end of the 
pandemic. <laughs> no. <laughs> and yet, I've heard people say that. You know, like, like I know the end of the book. I don't need to be worried. <laughs> <laughs> but but people can clip in like it. I don't want to think about this anymore. Yeah. But instead of saying I don't I don't want to think about this anymore, they say something religious, and then they feel spiritual, and they feel you know maybe smug, or or maybe it's just turns off their mind in a happy sort of a way. Yeah. But Exactly. Hey, sometimes we, I mean, that, that feels good, but sometimes you should not turn off your mind. You should figure no. out what the answer is. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to cope without just laying it at God's feet. Well, learning to deal with the mess too, yeah. like, and sit with the discomfort of not knowing, like, I don't know what's going on in the world. Yeah. I don't know that God's quote unquote going to win. Like it's not. It's not like that. It's like people are dying and the economy's crashing and like, wah! Like, yeah. there's no like, oh, but God wins. Like, it's just like, no. wow, this is a mess and, and nobody really knows what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, so spiritual bypassing, I think, is definitely part of of this. And also that, like, lack of introspection and... And having this sense of like, there's an argument going on, and as long as I win this argument, then mm-hmm. then that's good, you know. Then, yeah. then I win. And it's like, well, if you win the argument against Joe Blow on the internet, your life is still gonna suck. Mm-hmm. You know, like you need to focus on what's wrong or, yeah. or what's going on with your life more than winning an argument. And I used to be like that almost all the time. I was always having an argument in my mind as an evangelical, always thinking about apologetics. And it was like, but I wasn't sitting down and having those introspective moments of really examining what was going on in my own heart and mind, necessarily. And then you can switch that to, well, now... Any subject. Now I'm an environmentalist, and I'm going to win this battle. Yeah. Or now I'm, you know, a vegan or or, or, or whatever, just picking things out of, you know, it could be anything. And and good causes, you know, For like sure, the, good the poor, the homeless, the yeah. the abused, like good causes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just to keep that perspective, and it's to work at changing that mindset. You know, like mm-hmm. you go to church every week, you go to prayer meeting every week, you go to Bible camp, you, you all these things, and and you sit in these sermons, and you are told what the Bible says, and you are told how to apply it in your life, and go forth. Like, it's just, it's an attitude constant where, like, you know what to do, you know what to do, you know what to do. But when you leave it, you can't just switch to, now I'm going to believe these leaders and tell mm-hmm. me what to do, what to do, what to do. And then that's what I'll follow and evangelize with my new gospel. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's just, <laughs> it's a mindset. And I think it's just so important yeah. to change that mindset and just learn to be more open, learn to listen, learn to acknowledge different views. To, mm-hmm. like, um, How would you sum up this fundamentalist mindset? I think Black and white. <laughs> I think it's, this has probably become clear as we're talking, but I think it's part of the human condition. Like I think it's a, mm. it's a setting that humans can fall into no matter what religion, no matter, even if they're not religious, if they're political or, you know, whatever, it's a, it's a setting that you can fall into. And I think when you say fundamentalist, people kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah. You could be a fundamentalist 
Mac supporter or well, comment list. Actually, it kind of connects with like we we talk about cults sometimes yeah. in our podcast, and kind of connects with cults because you know when you look up and research more about cults, cults aren't just religious. Mm-hmm. Like cults can happen in big corporations. Cults can happen in political groups. Cults, mm-hmm. you know, like that mindsets of controlling and manipulation and like this. It happens outside of religion. So mm-hmm. this mindset can also happen outside of religion. I guess we're focusing more on how we have that in religion and then step out of it and have to deconstruct that mindset just because that's our experience at this moment. Yeah. But it's definitely more than just in religion. Mm-hmm. Um, that would just need to be more open. Yeah. <laughs> I think we do have to like there there is an importance of figuring out what the truth is and and pushing forward to truth but also holding that (laughs) well i mean yeah what you believe what you want to push forward which agenda like to me it's like what agenda what social justice do i want to invest energy into Mm-hmm. And other people will do other ones, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I don't need to fix it all. Yeah, but I can focus on one mm-hmm. um, without requiring everybody else to also focus on it. Yeah, I think that's an important part. I, I had asked you before, and then I got distracted. But how would you define it? I think you had mentioned black and white, and then you just said like not forcing other people to believe what you believe. You know, you can have something that's true for you, important for you might not be true for somebody else no might not be so journeys are all different yeah yeah and that and that's something that within evangelicalism was like pushed over and over and over and over even as i say that there's a truth for somebody else i just feel like so much (laughs) like there were so many sermons against that you know like there's only one way yeah unique unique (laughs) i can't even say the word yoked like the unequally yoked yes that we heard so much about that it's like in marriage, in friendships, in dating, in hmm. in uh, business um, partners, in like in everything in life, you don't want to be unequally unequally yoked, mm-hmm. um, and that was part of that yeah. mindset. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Something else that I think that's really important is demonizing or dehumanizing the outsiders mm. is something that I see or, or the transgressors, right? Like right. if, if you don't, if you're not environmentally conscious, are, are you still going to consider that person a human being, you know, mm-hmm. or is it just like, ah, they're terrible people, yeah. you know, like we can have that mindset of like, we're the only ones that are doing it right. And we're good people. And the others are terrible people. Yeah. And that also kind of fits into that. Yeah. So as we look at like kind of how we define it, black and white thinking, uh, there's a facade arguments, we've got to proselytize, push our beliefs on others. It's not okay to leave others the way they are. They have to believe the way we do demonizing, dehumanizing people. Do you think there's such a thing as Christianity that isn't like that? Or is that just what Christianity is? Well, I'm agnostic. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't care. This is my problem. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like for me, my background is so messed up with HI cult and legalism and all that, that like, I don't, I can't see any redeeming value at this point, mm-hmm. you know, in that. So that's something for you to wrestle with yeah. more than for me. Is there? I don't know. Like sometimes I wish there was because, I mean, being in a Christian circle was my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have a comfort zone <laughs> mm-hmm. except my own family. But, yeah. you know, my kids are crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wish there was, but mm-hmm. I don't know. If there is, yeah. um, my only experience has been in very conservative mm-hmm. circles. So is there Christianity, you know, like sometimes we talk about, well, we've been, I've been learning about how really my experience with Christianity has been all within evangelicalism Yeah. and reading the book, Jesus and John Wayne, uh, you can go back and listen to the interview we did with the author. That book was so helpful to realize that my whole experience with Christianity has been North American American Christianity. Yeah. Even, sorry, American evangelicalism. Yeah. So I know, well, it's weird because I kind of grew up thinking that was the only true Christianity was yeah. evangelicalism. Well, that's what they told you. Well, that is. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> yeah. So to be like, what? Christianity is outside of evangelicalism? Huh. Interesting. And then you hear people from Europe and it seems like they have a very different perspective because over there, it's not. Christian centric is that the word? Like Christo centric. Fo- yeah, like focused on like it's not their entire society is not focused on Christianity, mm-hmm. whereas in the states it seems like it is. Yeah. Um. So it'd be very curious to me to see what non evangelical Christianity could look like in a different country. Mm-hmm. But I have five kids. It's not like I can just hop on a plane and go live somewhere for two or three years Mm -hmm. to see that, you know? Mm -hmm. So working with what I've got, I'm an agnostic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So is it possible? I don't know. I feel like I would need to travel and see other countries (laughs) and how it's done there and lived there for me to know. Yeah. What do you think? Well, based on my understanding of church history, um, as I think about it more, it seems as though this sort of attitude goes way back. It's not just evangelicalism. Mm. Catholicism was like this um, all the way back to Constantine and even really before Constantine. And really, I think it even goes back further than Christianity, if I can say so. It goes back to the Greek mindset Mm. because the Greek people like four, I think it was four or 500 years before Christ, they were they were conquering around the Mediterranean and they considered themselves to have a superior way of being. Mm. And they called non-Greek people pagans. Or hmm. not pagans, they called them barbarians. That's okay. where we get the word barbarian from. And they would colonize an island and they would just treat them just like we treated the Native Americans. They would enslave them. They would deport them because they had you know, swords and iron tools and, and others didn't. And so there was just this, this mindset. And I think that that kind of got imported into, especially Western Christianity. I think the Eastern Christianity has a little bit of a different history, but I'm just not as familiar with that. But it does seem as though pretty early Christians felt like, well, to be Christian is to be Roman and to be Roman 
is is to be better than others and we need to tell everybody else in the world it's, it seemed pretty obvious that everybody else in the world is going to hell why wouldn't they they're barbarians they they worship stupid things and i think that arrogance and that pushiness has been part of our faith for a very long time and so it's honestly kind of discouraging for me to think like how could you get rid of it and still and without throwing everything out like i don't know mm -hmm. um and I think of some of my favorite authors are the ones that I've leaned on the most, Augustine, Tertullian, and Calvin, and Luther. And I mean, they were the worst of them. And the reason I like them is because it's like, well, you know, you know what they're talking about. You know what they're thinking. They're very straightforward in their thoughts, but it's like, but they were also very arrogant, narrow-minded, and judgmental. <laughs> hmm. So it's kind of hard to know how you would, and that's kind of where I'm stuck over and over is like how do you fix this it's it's so broken but the only thing that i i do come back to is jesus and this makes me think of like so many of his parables about like the gnat and the camel like straining out the gnat swallowing the camel like that's what we do that's the religious mindset is like focusing on one thing when you should be seeing the bigger picture or being judgmental how much does jesus have to say about being judgmental or putting rules over relationships, um, or all these things that Jesus talked about. It, it just feels like somewhere along the way, we've we've got a religion named after Jesus, but we're not following what he actually taught. No. <laughs> like, I our agree. religion looks so much like the Pharisees. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. But I'm not exactly sure where that leaves me. Well, I read somewhere a while back about how, like, those who were the deepest in often are the ones who go get out mm -hmm. like deepest in the religion are the ones who, I mean we were missionaries yeah we were all in fully committed our life career and we're out so I feel sometimes like the deeper deeper you dig into it the more you realize this doesn't jive yeah <laughs> this just doesn't work well I feel like a lot of people might think well you just do more research and then you'll It'll make sense. And I, for a long time, I thought that, but I, I can just kind of think back and I'm like, well, I researched that time of history and I researched that author and I, it's not any better back then. No. <laughs> so I'm not sure, but, and, and maybe as I say that, maybe I'm having kind of a black and white sort of a thinking and maybe you can take, I don't know. I don't know. But. I think what is important is not having this sort of an attitude of pushing our beliefs on others. And it can be true for me without it being true for you. Yeah. Um, Just being aware of it, I think. Being aware of this type of attitude that can filter in so easily. And I think mm -hmm. for some of us that grew up in it and were sort of taught this way of thinking so naturally, it's easy to just slip back, slip back into it. Yeah. So just be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, doubting hell, like not not being so dogmatic that everybody that doesn't believe like we do is going to a literal conscious eternal hell really gave me space to say, well, that doesn't seem right. And God is a God of love. And I feel as though there's got to be other ways like God's got to love good Muslims and God's got to love hindus that are trying like it just doesn't make sense that only we get in you know yeah no 
Only um, evangelicals that are the North American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very centered on our part. On Only our us white Christians are getting in. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Too uh, bad for that people group off in Papua New Guinea that have never heard they're not getting in. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. Anyways. Um, that about wraps up my thoughts for today. Um, I just... I wanted to talk about it because I'm kind of seeing it pop up here mm-hmm. and there and it's a real flaw to well fundamentalism but it's a real flaw to deconstructing yeah or ex-evangelicals yeah um, and it's just something to be super aware of in ourselves it's kind of like you can take the fundamentalist out of the church but you can't take the fundamentalism out of the fundamentalist yeah. Is there a saying like that? Or like a <laughs> Something kind of... like that. Yes. Anyways. Rebecca that you interviewed, Rebecca yeah. Jumpstart. Yeah. She mentioned that. Okay. Yeah. But it's I mean, that is part of this deconstruction journey that we're on and that many of us are on. Like we left because there's unhealthy things, but the unhealthiness follows us. us. Yes. And so you gotta do the hard work of you being have like, to do the hard okay, work. Okay, now I'm being a judgmental asshole too people Christians. around me <laughs> to, to yeah. the Christians. Or to I mean, whoever. I had, I had someone recently tell me, I like, we became friends while I was pretty angry still at Christianity. And I accidentally friended her on Facebook. I don't remember sending her friend. She accepted it. And then I was like, Oh shit. Like, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, she's super Christian. Like, this is not going to go well. And so I like, I'd message her. Like I'm super like angry at Christianity right now. So I don't know if you actually want to be my friend. <laughs> and recently I I messaged her and I'm like oh, I kind of feel bad for how I like talk to you about it and she's like I felt like you were angry at me just because I was a Christian without even knowing me I'm like mm. I apologize for that like mm. that was not okay mm-hmm. of me to do that and I can totally see why she thought that mm-hmm. um, but I'm not like wouldn't feel too bad about it because it it's I'm not perfect <laughs> Um, sometimes it might be an asshole but Mm -hmm. not always (laughs) (laughs) very rarely (laughs) so I don't know Mm -hmm. it's a journey yeah well thanks for joining us on this journey yes and we'll be back later (laughs) bye Bye. good night